can't believe that you haven't seen it love it so much you really gotta stream it let me tell you every line right now i can quote the whole thing since i was 12. maybe your mom told you no she said she Hey, 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 and welcome to another episode of Movies We Missed. I am your host, Brandon Greenhouse, joined by my lovely co-host, Jane Letty Hammer. And before we get into the episode today, we do want to let you know that if you want to keep tabs on us between episodes, wonder Mm. no more how to do that, because I'm going to give you the answer Mm -hmm. right here. Open Sesame, social media. That's how you keep tabs on us. You can find us at Movies We Missed on Instagram, on Facebook, on (laughs) threads. We're posting all the time, um, putting up saucy Mm. content. I took a really cute photo earlier today walking home from the gym. And by really cute, Mm -hmm. I mean it was fine. And I started to put it up on our story for today, but I got embarrassed and I didn't do it. But I was just going to say. You're going to do a selfie on the Movies We Missed Instagram. In the stories, I was gonna like put like a, a photo up and just say like on my way to do another on my way to do another iconic recording session and with Jane. Were you gonna what put a picture of a troll next to you and say, "Can't wait to see my co-host"? No, because people can read between the lines. Just because I say your name doesn't mean people need to see your face to understand the narrative. They could just intuit that like, oh, Jane must not be there with him. She's probably doing whatever she's doing, darkening somebody's doorway on the how other part of town. You? But I want to just give them like no, a moment I to do be like, love oh, that. this is like how no, the magic happens. So- but I no, got scared. You should do it. And I was people, like, who do you think you are? No, you stupid. Honestly, people want to see you. There, you there's a there's some thirst for you um behind the scenes. Is there? Um, I've heard many, many people say Brandon is so handsome. What a handsome host Brandon is. Wow, I can't believe you host a podcast with, with such a handsome guy. No one's ever said Actually, that to you. People have said that to me at 100 percent But you know what? I, I'm what I'm what I'm receiving is that no one said that to you about <laughs> me and I you know I can't live in that world I need the compliments no people people say things about you all Dave the just, time somebody was Dave just, saying just wrote Jane. in the chat she's fishing for compliments let me just let me be clear I yeah. am I am always I've always got my rod out if that's if that's it I always want to compliment I'm always fishing I sorry my fishing rod. oh okay I know that was a, I don't know not what like that my, was about was not like, like go off. not like a Do euphemism you? for a pee-pee but like a <laughs> a fishing rod for compliments yeah categories peg no I um I always get questions from you I got a text the other day somebody was like oh when are we gonna see you know more content from Jane the body Addy hammer and um or when's she going to pull those yeah. hammerhead sharks out oh. for once and stop teasing us on our OnlyFans? And I was like, I don't know. It's probably just going to keep being her baiting all of you subscribers. Are to my that. hammerhead sharks my um my my boobs, my bosoms, Your bosoms. my breasts? Yeah, exactly. I my my heaving, my, bosoms. My heaving yeah. undulating bosoms, 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 heavings with bosom. an S on the end of is do you, my heavings. Heavings bosoms. But wait, now I'm like, I don't think you pluralize bosom, do you? I think bosom, Mm -hmm, I think bosom is the whole package, the whole it's one and two. When you're when you're packing (laughs) the kind of heat you are. Maybe it's plural. (laughs) It's so good you gotta you gotta say it twice. 
And like, if you ever, like, if we were in the middle of the podcast and you were like, ouchie, and I was like, what? And you were like, my bosoms is heavens. Then I would be like, nice. You would, you would throw up first. And then you would be. It, in my mouth, but I would swallow it and you wouldn't see. I think we both throw up. That I hate that so, 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 so much. Us throwing um, up together? Talking about my, my, my bosoms is he's heavings. Is that what it was? Yeah. But you're not oh, saying it right. And you know how I, I want you to say it. It needs to be I'm like I'm not unctuous. doing that for free. Like, if you want to hear me say it, you oh join God. my OnlyFans. I don't have them. Okay. <laughs> she said it. And let's hope she's actually ready to start putting up content other than like her putting on makeup <laughs> and doing her GRWM videos. Oh my God, wants. you guys. It would just be me putting on sweatpants over and over again. I hate and I don't know why what? I hate this. I hate when people do get ready with me videos and they take the oil thing or whatever the thing the is. Serum, it's got the little like a dropper, serum dropper thing, the serums, and they drop it on their cheeks and oh, it pours down their cheeks. I don't I know why I do actually not understand hate it. why people put it on that way. I think it's for aesthetics. I don't know. But every time I put on a serum, I drop it into my fingers, warm it up, rub it on my face. But there's something about some like something dripping off your face repeatedly. I think that's I what it is. Like it's, the, it, it's like it's giving. I don't well, like we it. all know what it's giving. Should I just left? Should I leave some things left unsaid? As long as you're gonna talk about it on your OnlyFans. <laughs> all the things she said, baby, running through my head. And we don't need mm-hmm. tattoo. We don't need tattoo mm-hmm. here for this mm-hmm. one. It was tattoo. Yes, right? it was. I think it was T A T U. Those the the queer baiting Russian band from was it wait was it not no, pronounced, it was pronounced tattoo? tattoo but it was spelled T A T U. Oh okay okay. For the Gen okay, Z girlies, guess, go okay, ahead okay. and Google them T A T U. They were they were that literally poster. the queer baiting band from Russia that we were all obsessed with in like what two thousand seven. When did they come out? Yeah. yeah, it was something like that. We did it. Yeah, they got us on the hook. And now the lesbian icons are the ones you're mm-hmm. listening to right now on MWM. Yep. Jane, everybody knows about our what we've had going on for well, years. Well, we've had it on. You don't need a lab coat on to clock this it's chemistry. Literally palpable every day of the week, and y'all do pay for it on the OnlyFans that we do show, and that, that we, we do, do show. show. We show us doing all sorts of sexy stuff on the oh. on the OnlyFans all the time. <laughs> I don't like this. Um, so <laughs> it's also so unspecific, it's so unspecific too. It's like, like what? You just keep saying sexy stuff, but, but we, you won't, I won't like, say it. Won't but also, like, how are the two of us making what? lesbian content? I don't understand. Oh my god! <laughs> Did it? You you love undermining no. me? No, I just I'm saying like. In, unless something has changed, I know you identify as a gay man. Oh is God. that still is that still tell correct? Me how I identify. If that's what makes well, you then comfortable, how, then how? Then can, yeah, because it's all about what you're comfortable you. with, Jane. And I will, but no, no, no. It, the, your identity is is I will become will be comfortable with whatever you're comfortable with. So you tell me now if that's changed, because I want to honor you. My identity right now is just it's just disgruntled yeah, and disillusioned. That's how I exactly. identify currently. Um, you know, you know what I was going to tell you. And I meant to bring this up for our listeners mm-hmm. who don't care. 
Y'all, I've gotten really into Columbo. <laughs> it is so fucking good. I, like, okay, no joke. I, it's like, like every fucking time I talk to you, I can't wait to see what geriatric, like, sitcom star you are absolutely fucking gagging over this week. Y'all. It was... Peter Falk <laughs> is Bay. Like he's solving these motherfucking cases. He was in Clue, right? That's Peter Falk is in. No. Oh wow, Dave! <laughs> our producer told me to go. Our producer said, "Go Falk, Falk yourself." I. That should be on a shirt. Honestly, is it not like a if it's Falk trademark, shirt? trademark, trademark, copyright, copyright. We're doing it. Trademark, We're going to turn this trademark. into um, movies we miss <laughs> merch. A go Falk yourself shirt. Can we do like we just have movies we miss merch that's all like it's all these like like classic crime like procedural like television shows even that though it's does nothing not to do with movies anything to do with- but that's all of our merch and people are like why do you have a silk stockings t shirt is that a on television your, show I've never on even your heard merch of that. page silk stockings it was in like the eighties it was like a like a nighttime mm. uh, soap well we can do like Chicago Hope and all that stuff too yeah. Christine Lottie we, we see you what we did see we see work. Christine Lottie in recently Obsessed she was in Obsessed and we covered we, we covered that obsessed with her, her pantsuits. maybe a couple months ago I don't know what time is yep get into it um and speaking of things that we've <gasps> covered Jane has been really deep in her bag recently she's she's making sure that we're getting back look, to these sequels and these prequels look. and we love it I love it. I was thinking today, yep. two in a row. I here's here's my I love deal. it, Jane. I know that I keep starting these series, and I and I, I really don't want to keep people hanging on them, you know. And it's been it's been a while. I and I mean, to be fair, the Fast and the Furious series is the one with the most amount of movies for yes. and actively, actively still, still producing happening. movies. So I feel like we need to like we need to do these pretty frequently in order to catch up. And I'll tell you what, I, I don't it. fucking hate it because I have yet to see one <laughs> I haven't enjoyed. Let me tell you, it was all engines go with this one. (laughs) I was enjoying it. I was in my bag. We're talking about cars. We're talking about hogs. We're talking about exhaust. And I can't think of anything more. You know, we didn't. I don't remember seeing a hog. But there were some hog. There were some hog boys. Yeah, for sure. Like just in the just. In the ambiance and stuff at some of okay. the races and stuff in the background, just setting up like, non gearheads. A hog sure. is a motorcycle. And I just I want everyone to understand what we're talking about at all times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a motorcycle for all the for all the real the real ones out there who is know it, how to ride two wheels, the open road, mm, just mm. bodies, just just bodies writhing against like yeah. leather oh, or faux leather yeah. for all of our, our pita peeps. Uh, yeah, it's a good time. Nothing like the open road and like a motorcycle or like a classic like sports car. Do you car remember when you rode your highway. first hog? Mm. Oof. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. It was 78. 78. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah, I had just seen um, uh, course, Easy Rider, course, I think yeah. was the name. Was, and um, I was going for adventure. I was heading out mm. on that highway. I was I was having a good time. And uh, I had a great time. I'll never forget it. I that was when I had. Remember when I had gotten my um that leather jacket? I still wear it with oh, the tassels. Of course. I mean, every time I see you and in I that, would, I just think that's a guy. I would wear. Th- that's a guy. Yep. <laughs> end of end of sentence. That's yep. a guy. <laughs> exactly. And that's on what? A guy. 
Oh, pu- period. oh, okay. I didn't. We'll, okay. We'll, I'll get the. I'll get it the there next we time. Go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I would wear that, and then I would wear my um my little Selena um Quintanilla like bralette underneath it's, it. It's called it's and my high waisted. I feel like she. Are you talking about the purple bustier moment? Okay. Like the bustier, yeah. yeah. Like, but I had mine was in black. Okay. I would wear that and a high just of the course. high bun, and I would just. Take on the road and you dare could wear a, a high bun, a high bun frequently. with that motorcycle helmet that you. I'm a sh- you have to be wearing. Oh yeah, you- helmets. Yeah, that's what I was wearing because that's Brandon. cool. No, no, bad boy, bad boy. Bad what boy. you gonna do? <laughs> I, I, I no, we. I, you can't whisper. You're on a podcast where it's. it's I'm out of control. We hated that roar, and I think we got to talk about it. And I think we got to talk about that. <laughs> I'm not Katy Perry. Boy. I don't know why Katie I thought Barry I could get away, get away with it either. <laughs> Katy Perry can't do it. <laughs> she can't do what um, you do. <laughs> she can't do what I do. The vocal um, bible. Um, so I would love if we could, you know, it sounds like we're already ready to dig in. I'd love to do what I've prepared, um, a little synopsis about the movie. Hold on. Let me get my knife and my fork because I'm definitely ready to eat up what you're serving. Um, it's chat time. So whenever you're ready to start reading it, baby, that synopsis I heard you wrote. Uh, I'm ready. And hopefully this time it's not AI generated. I know you like to play that game sometimes you and we what? can tell. So just <clears throat> there is no we want it organic. Way AI can do what I do. So what if we actually did try and do an AI? This is actually did really one, funny one that you talked like... about this because I actually <laughs> did that today where. OK, did so really? I this is this is sort <gasps> of a um, hold on. <coughs> Sorry, I got that my water went whatever down the wrong pipe um nobody cares so i <laughs> nobody's a fuck um i, I have it. been messing with ai at work because like all of our directors are like don't be afraid of ai like it, you know get comfortable with it <sighs> figure out how you can use it to your advantage and i will say so for those of you who don't know i work in marketing and i do a lot of uh content writing and <clears throat> i am i i overwhelmed with the amount of stuff that I have to write and come up with. And so sometimes my other coworker who is also a writer, she will use AI to get her juices flowing. She'll use a thesaurus. She'll use it to craft, you know, ideas and then she'll take it from there. And I haven't used it at work yet, but for anything big, but I was like, I wonder if they would write a synopsis for me. And like for the movie, like I want to see how that would turn out. I did a couple of prompts. All of them were fucking terrible. (laughs) So I didn't use any of them, but I did mess with it today. And it was kind of funny that you brought it up because I was playing around with it. And I will say they're not funny, (laughs) at least not yet. I don't know if they will be. Even when you tell chat GPT to be funny, they miss the mark. It's I think that funny is one of the things that evades like artificial mm-hmm. intelligence currently is like it's a really because it's a really it's a very like. It's a very difficult thing to. Because it is so dependent on it's so dependent Absolutely. on nuance and it's so dependent mm-hmm. on audience and it's so depending on who's receiving it and at what point and like yes. timing you all listen to this podcast and you probably think to yourselves. 
Two of the best to ever do it. How do and they craft this is, these dynamic jokes? Interesting mm-hmm. conversations, mm. punchlines out the wazoo, envelope mm-hmm. pushing humor, but we never ne- go over never the line. Gone. We've never, we've never crossed any lines. Thanks to our editor, we never go out of the li- over the line, and it's heard by you. Shout out to so, Tara. Shout out to Tara. Sometimes, so, though, I think she leaves things ba- in that are a little <laughs> that don't make us look great. She's oh, no. trying to cancel us. I'm just kidding. I love you. <laughs> but we know we love it. Shout out to Dave for veering us. Yes, you Dave know, definitely stops us, us on the too right when path. we're going down the wrong track, which we appreciate because we are. But yeah. It. He stops mm-hmm. us when we're about to make bad decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, except on that wedding day, he let oh. that go through. Uh, but uh, here I am. No, no, no. This isn't about me. Though. No, no, no. That's so another podcast. <laughs> I. <laughs> uh, but I, for sure, I agree with you. I think that there's probably some good things, but I do think, and Dave has played around with AI mm-hmm. before and like tried to get it to like make something funnier, and it's, it's not it's good. Always really like stuffy and like you paint by numbers and it's just like yeah but this isn't really gonna hit if you say this out loud to somebody so like it's you know it's good for corporate writing because when you have like exhausted all milk of toast. yeah exactly it's totally milk toast when you have exhausted all of your brain energy like you know what i mean trying to write a bunch of things during the day and you're like okay i'm writing a blog post can you give me you know um 10 uh different coffee puns you know what i mean like you can use it for that you know what i mean stuff like that and that is helpful and it's a jumping off point but certainly do not rely on it to write anything that is good and you always always have to edit it which i think is yeah you can't just like do it and then like send Mm -mm. that through if you want to like you know stay in good standing with your company and your boss (laughs) but um Mm -hmm. if you don't Write that thing go, to the woods. Go for it. I bet some people wouldn't even pick it up. I although I have low key, I have heard of like a professor being like, I can't believe you got AI to write this. And the student's like, I didn't. This is from my dome. But uh <laughs> that, that one hurts. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a million. Um but speaking of things that mm. nobody wrote and and it came straight from the genius, that is Jane mm-hmm. Letty Hammer. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. I want to hear the synopsis that you've been texting me about how you wrote it and it was so good and you're not going to be a joke anymore after people hear it and all that. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. I'm happy to do that, although I have not texted you once about the synopsis, so I just want to make sure. The lady does too much. <laughs> Our listeners know that. I knew you yeah. were going to say that, too. I knew you were going to say. This is a perfectly <laughs> fine synopsis, and I so. hope you enjoy it. <laughs> Ooh, don't get us too excited. Can I have the fucking floor, please? <laughs> Y'all didn't see, but he gestured aggressively, handing me the floor. No, 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 I didn't. Okay, hold on. <coughs> oh, oof. <clears throat> that miner's lung, that black lung. When a family member is murdered, everyone better show up for justice, or else is it even family? This family has been separated for the last two movies, but that just means it's time for a family-filled family reunion. Only this time, the family is dealing with something it never thought the family would have to deal with. The tragic... 
<laughs> the tragic uh, Brandon, you have to mute yourself. I can hear you. That's Dave. Okay, well, you have to mute somebody. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I'm going to start over. When a family member is murdered, everyone better show up for justice, or else is it even family? The family's been separated for the last two movies, but that just means it's time for. But that just means it's time for a family-filled family reunion. Only this time, the family is dealing with something you never thought the family would have to deal with. The tragic loss of Letty from the family. How will the family deal? How will Michelle Rodriguez continue to make money off the family franchise? I hope the family brings her back as a ghost in the next one. Dominic Toretto has been on the run with his girl Letty, but... When he left her in the middle of the night because he thought it was getting too dangerous for her, he ended up setting the wheels into motion that would result in her murder. I'm not saying it's his fault. I'm just saying don't abandon people when you think danger is afoot. Letty goes back to Los Angeles and is murdered by someone who works for the infamous Braga cartel. Dom returns to seek revenge, but as he does, he runs into an old friend turned enemy. FBI agent Brian O'Connor has been trying to take down the Braga cartel for years. So it would appear that Dom and Brian have the same goal. But all the time Brian spent working undercover and betraying Dom and his sister Mia in the first movie won't make working together easy. First, Brian has to get back in the good graces of the Toretto family. He's got to prove that even though they're on different sides of the law, they were now and they always will be family. Family isn't something you just give up on. Family's family. And when you're familying, family ties can get complicated. Finally, the family is able to put their differences aside and work together to take Braga down. There's just one problem. Nobody knows who Braga is, what he looks like, or where he lives. If they want to deal with Braga, they have to go through his crew. Led by Ramon Campos and flanked by the sexy Giselle and an unpredictable Phoenix, they're the only ones who deal with Braga directly. Brian and Dom decide to infiltrate the Braga crew to bring them down from the inside. All they have to do is win a race. Simple, right? As soon as the race is won, that's when the real trouble begins. Will they be able to find Braga? Will Brian repeatedly break the rules and procedures of the government agency he works for and still expect to be in good standing with his employers? Will Dom ever be able to get his revenge on the cartel that took his lovely Letty's life? You want to find out what's next for the family? Make sure you hit the Nas and head full throttle into 2009's Fast and the Furious. Brava. Mm. That was amazing, Jane. You've outdone yourself. And I think you hit the nail Mm. on the head. It's all about family. It truly is. And it's all about Vin Mm. Diesel this go around. Um, Let's just let's dive right back dive right in, but I'm gonna give you some some cold I'd heart love facts to hear it. I'd love <laughs> about to hear the it. film. It it was released on March 12, 2009. Um, it was a follow up to uh, f- the movie that we've covered previously on too the podcast. Fast, too, um, fa- too fast, too furious. Uh, wait, y- y- yes, but the so in terms of like the movie order, because we're getting into Marvel um, cinematic universe territory. <laughs> um, like the movies aren't necessarily the way the the timeline in which they were released is a different timeline than like sort of like the chronology of the movies in terms of like narrative. So the so the third Fast and the Furious movie that we covered on this podcast was actually Fast and the Furious Tokyo yes. Drift, which was released on June 16th of 2006. 
um, and had like a little bit of a teaser at the end of it because we got a very small cameo appearance from Vin Diesel right at the end of that movie. Um, because as you guys remember, the- you can go back and listen to the episode if you haven't heard it, but there are, I mean, it doesn't have anything to do with the universe that we are in now with the, the first and second movie have to do with Tokyo Drift is like the standalone thing that only connects at the very end. <laughs> absolutely and um as we we sort of had a conversation about this while we were watching the movie and um dave sort of mentioned the fact that there was a period where jason lee who directed this film and directed many of uh the fast and the furious i think it was justin film. lee actually justin lynn i'm oh, sorry justin, justin lynn, lynn. My, yeah my that's bad. right sorry um, my apologies, he, but he directed this film and he sort of, as Dave explained it, um, was the architect for this sort of new direction that the movies went in. Um, but there was a period where they were thinking about doing this sort of like anthology series, which is where like Tokyo mm. Drift comes in, where it's like a different main character or group of characters. And the thing that sort of like, like ties them together is a love it's, of the road. It's sort of like the is, bring you know, it on series where it's like, it's like bring it on again, bring it on 5,000 or whatever. And it's like, nobody has anything to do with anybody yeah. in the first movie. Bring it on with, bring yeah. it on with my dad, <laughs> bring it on with my stepdad, bring it on, bring, bring it dad. dad. And that, and that, yeah, they really leaned the into moment. the, the paternal mm. sort of aspect of that franchise, which I've always been sort of, mm-hmm. but they did what they had to do. Um, and then they went into the adult realm and mm-hmm. they did bring it dong. Uh, which just did okay at the box office, yeah. tepid. Uh, but back to this fa- this franchise. So the, so this movie picks up where Too Fast, Too Furious left off, essentially, in timeline. And also we have a character of Han, who if you listen to the previous episode, you know he died. But he's in this movie. So it created a whole new story arc. Mm-hmm. And that movie is now placed further down in the um, in the chronology of like... Fast and the so, Furious movies. Tokyo Drift actually takes place it, it chronologically after Fast and Furious for the one we just watched. Right? Okay. Yes. That's what yeah. I thought, it's but now, I was reading so, through it and I was getting myself confused. So now it's so now basically of the movies, this movie, Fast and Furious, 2009 Fast and Furious, is the third in chronology, in chronological order. Then there's Fast Five. Then there's Fast and Furious Six, and then that, and then at that point, that is where the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift comes into play. Mm, it's the oh, sixth okay. in the order of films now, even though it was the okay, third released. Okay. Interesting, chronologically. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's uh, so yeah. So that's it. Um, but I, I just want to say, okay, so like, I this movie made. Uh, this movie was made for a budget of eighty-five million dollars. It made three hundred sixty million Damn, at the box office. These Com- movies. Compare are that huge to money makers. Oh, huge money makers. Compare that to um Tokyo Drift, which was also made for $85 million and made $159 million at the box Jesus. office, which is still uh, I mean it's yeah. a big number. But this movie made way more. And obviously, we brought back a lot of the original crew um to this film. And uh yeah, apparently initially, then when Vin came back in, um after sort of, you know, Triple X and Riddick did what they did. I think maybe there was a belief that this was going to be like a jumping off point and then that reality will hit you. You mean Vin? Um, are you and, implying, uh, and I just want to make clear, that Vin Diesel thought that he was too good for Fast and the Furious to 
and three Tokyo Drift. And then when he saw how well those movies were doing, he thought, well, triple X isn't working out. Um, what's the other one? What Riddick, the Chronicles of Riddick. That was this other moment that. Oh, Finn had. okay. And so he was like, oh, I guess I better so- drag my ass back to this Fast and the Furious franchise. And- those were your words. I just think that maybe uh, he saw like, huh, maybe this isn't necessarily like the best move. And there was a really, really positive reaction, apparently, to his appearance at the end of, of Tokyo course. Drift. And I think that was another um, that was another mm-hmm. piece of the puzzle. But he initially came back whole hog and was like, let's do two. Let's let's do four. Let's do five. And he wanted to shoot mm-hmm. them back to back. And the studios were like, no, 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 baby. Let's see what happens with four. And then we'll talk about five if that mm-hmm. seems to make sense. And uh, spoiler alert, it, it made perfect fucking sense yeah. when they saw that that nearly 400 mm-hmm. milli made at the box office. Um for sure. And we have our, our like it's our love it's our loathes, as you all know, that we like to dive into to sort of like div- like basically sort of, um, I guess, create the anchor of mm-hmm. our conversation with you, our listeners and with each other. So we're going to start with our like it's as we always do here. on. Embedded. I would love that, Brandon, since I chose the movie, I feel like you need to kick it off with your first like it. Wow, Thank I'll do you. that for you. Thank you. Absolutely. And don't forget. And when I ask mm. you to do something. For me, hopefully you're a little bit more amenable. It depends on what it is. Because sometimes, you know, it's not necessarily tit for a tat. It's sort of like, it's like tit for like a diamond necklace. And it's like, okay, well, sometimes I need, you know, I. This is about me asking you to smuggle that stuff over the border, isn't it? I'm honestly, I can't even believe the ask was made. made. (laughs) And for the Braga cartel, nonetheless. So. Mm. I did what I had to do with baby boy Braga. We made the call we had to make to get the heroin <laughs> over the border. And you backed out at the last minute. And you were the only person who I knew who could drive a car that had that kind of like, I think, you know, that kind of wild. I think if you, if you that, learned how to pronounce the word heroin, people would trust you more. I'm just saying. I always pronounce it like that to throw people off if there's anybody listening. But yeah, you could drive a car that was being run by nitro meth and I knew you could. <laughs> and if it's not Don Toretti, it's got to be you. You're the second best driver in the world. So of course I came Thank to you, Jamie, you. but it was all squirmy, squirmy. Don't want to well, do it when it came I down to I would love it. to hear your first like a point because I really want to get into some points like nitro meth and, you know, everything else that you just mentioned. <laughs> Absolutely. They should brand it like nitro math, like in school. I feel like that would like help get the kiddies in the classroom really like meth enjoying doesn't necessarily it. Necessarily like, make me feel that like thrilled about what you know what I mean? It's like it's like a more of a scary thing. But like nitro right, math. A, Not you meth shaming on our podcast. Girl, I, I don't even know how to answer that. I don't know how to respond to that. Look. Whoa. I'm not shaming anybody. I'm just saying meth itself is not a great thing to dive into. I think the results speak for themselves. Wow. Okay. Okay. All right. Wow. Um shoot me if I'm shoot me take. If I'm wrong. And I feel like this is not me going out on a limb, but methamphetamines are bad for you. Okay. All right. Everybody has their own opinion. When you said full throttle, I thought maybe you were dappling earlier, um, but apparently not the case. So we're going to go ahead and and dive into this. My first like it that I had was I love that. Like, I feel like some 
like a lot of the movie i was like wait what those Mm -hmm. people together um i didn't remember dom and letty being like a couple for some reason married and i didn't realize that until i was after i saw the movie and i was reading the plot description on wikipedia and i said when did they get married (laughs) and it never comes up and dom also strikes me the type of person who would have absolutely been like that's my you came after my wife you came after my Uh other half there's no dumb without family and that's my family that's my family i swore in front of the church and god and our friends that it would always what? be family the world what is be it friends like he's a baby <laughs> you know because you know because he makes yeah. easy work he makes mm-hmm. easy work he, he makes any man mm-hmm. look like a kid mm-hmm. that's why Cause you know, it's all mm. a game for him, but yeah, I just, I didn't, I missed the beach, the beachfront I, ceremony. I did remember where they were they, a couple, you know, but I did not know that they were married and it's hard. Cause it's like, yeah, I didn't realize it was, we that haven't committed. seen them in so many movies that it's like, you know, it's been like two, it's been three movies since we've seen them. So it's like, they really expected us to like, remember, like they, they thought they did a better job of setting up relationships. I think in like those first two movies that they didn't need to give us a lot of exposition, but we could have used like a sprinkle more. Cause it's like, you didn't, it's, it wasn't stamped in my memory the way that I think you probably planned on it being. And there's been a lot of movies and y'all took us to Tokyo (laughs) last time. So we're trying to reorient ourselves with this, with, with what was going on in one and two. And I barely remember three on the DVDs ever night to fall asleep like i don't remember what's going on with these movies and they're like they thought that they did such a good job of like solidifying like they thought that dom and letty were the tristan he's old of this generation and they were like the work did itself with Mm -hmm. that script in two Mm -hmm. so not even two Mm -hmm. not even two we haven't seen Mm -hmm. dom since one and then that little appearance little peekaboo moment he had at the end of tokyo drift it didn't count I think no. he was on the screen for four no. seconds. No, he just yeah. squinted at the camera and then they were like, rap. To be it's fair, that's most of this movie too, but <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, no, it wasn't a relationship that was sort of seared in our brain in the way that I think they thought it was. So I did spend some time trying to figure out what this relationship was, but I like that they trusted us to not more need exposition. more exposition <laughs> and they just picked it up where they did you know, i enjoyed that i feel i actually do feel like that's rare in movies like sometimes writers yes, i agree it's normally the trust other way. you and they give you too much and it's like okay 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 like i know and it's like they needed to find a happy medium on this one but i do appreciate that they trusted us <laughs> I always love like I always love like a movie or a play where it's just like they give you so much at the beginning and they think they're being masterful at it and it's like ooh it's a balmy evening ain't been he ain't been back here in years since Joe Bud your father's brother died remember <laughs> they just about put you in jail for it but you got away at the last minute it's just like okay we, yeah we get it we don't we would be hit really over the head with it spoon We're, fed because this is not how a conversation happens ever. <laughs> No, except with Jane, I sometimes I will just like, you know, I'll call her out if we go out to like meet up with one of Jane's friends and I'll be like, oh, this is the gal you told me about. The one who can't be trusted, who likes to steal things when you go to the bathroom. I'll keep my pocketbook in my lap. Thank you very much. But that's different. That's Um, different. 
That's when you are a Southern Belle coming to me. It's giving friends. Belle. Yeah, it's giving Belle and it's giving Southern. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, Jane, what is your first like it? <sighs> okay. My first like it is I like how Dom abandons his wife, Letty, in the middle of the night and just leaves stacks of cash and jewelry by the bed and doesn't even say goodbye. Like if my husband did this to me, he would have caught these fucking hands because think about who letty is she risks her life regularly doing all of these crazy things like you know on huge on top of a huge like gas truck like you know what i mean trying to steal gas for her husband and like you know what i mean like she is putting herself at risk always and is in this with him and he he's just like no no no, baby girl i gotta protect you so i'm gonna fucking leave you in the middle of the night and not say anything like let her make her own decisions about what is safe for her he took that away from her and it bothered the fuck out of me and i mean not to blame dom but it did lead to her murder whoa not to blame him but not to blame him i'm just saying it set off a series of events that end up with his wife but his hands are slathered in her on her blood we get it i i agree with you i think that like it could have been a conversation and instead of especially because you're essentially like it's not like you're you're leaving her in the comfort of like an established life like you're sort of leaving her in this sort of like limbo because on a beach in panama with a stack of cash yeah she's still like like a sex worker you just paid for yeah and yeah it's a it's a lot and it like she's just alone in the world now and it's not like she's alone with family like she's alone in the middle of nowhere because she's already sort of not turned her back but like had no choice but to sort of like leave the life that she knew in order to like travel with you so you making the decision that like the heat is getting a little bit too smoldering and like you want to like protect her before like or get away from her before like she goes down with you but it's like you didn't leave her in a great place with a foundation under her so of course she's gonna do something she would normally do and in the end, he's fine. He was totally fine. And she's not. And she would so, have actually been better if she had just gone with you. 100%. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like, he made this, like, arbitrary decision. I was like, fuck you, Don. Like, I hate this. And, like, and masking it in the, like, heroism. You know, heroism like martyrdom i'm gonna do this for my girl because i know she loves me too much to let this happen and it's like no she's actually smart and has a brain and can contribute to like the group decision also she's like your wife apparently which was really them burying the lead there um and it's just like i really thought we're gonna couple of of my wife's thrown out by dom and uh (laughs) and we didn't uh but yeah no I think that's actually a really good point, Jane and Dom do better. You know what I mean? Um, The next thing that I want to bring up is, so what's with these movie titles? Because they're wild. We like, we've gone from the fast and the furious to just fast and furious. And I kept calling it the wrong name and Dave kept correcting me. And I'm thankful because it was confusing. To be fair, you constantly call everything by the wrong name. 
That is true. And the yeah. older I get, the more words are just suggestions. <laughs> and I do it all the time. And it's not intentional. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm now at this point, I'm just sort of sliding in the middle age. Right, right. Um, yeah. You know, I'm just depending on a, on a Letting decent skincare. You, like a depending on a decent bath. skincare routine to sort of bridge. But this brain. Yeah, it's uh, I'm understanding the older people in my family more. I'm understanding my grandmother who can never quite remember my name or anybody's mm-hmm. name. And she mm-hmm. just calls me my cousins. She just starts with like the oldest one's name and she just works mm-hmm. her way through until she gets your name or she just goes, whatever your name is, come here. Mm-hmm. And she's already oh, established mom, she loves us. So my, she can say that. And we all know it's in love. My mom's been doing that for years. Absolutely. Yeah, Both it's like my yeah. parents. They don't know. I am ev- I'm all of my siblings first before I am myself. Yeah. And if she ever arrives well. to who I am, it's a miracle. Yeah, it's like you you, you come here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh absolutely. I agree. I but this movie in particular, this is something yes. different. Because I I was like, I okay, I kind of reached a point where I understood it. And I actually had that moment right before the podcast and I was talking to Dave and we were talking about the movies, and I was like, why did they name it that? And then I was like, you know what? I think I know why. I I would love to hear why, because I think it's fucking stupid. No, it's you're not really wrong. Called, it should be called Fast and Furious. Four, which it's not it's just called fast and furious so when you when i assigned this movie i literally had to go in and make sure i was watching the right one i did i did the same thing and i, I well i google i actually i started by googling fast and the furious four and then fast and the furious came up and then i was like wait no Me this too. isn't the one i want and then i was and then i had to go that's when i had to go look at the chronology because i was like mm-hmm. What's the tale? And figure out the release date and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, that makes sense for 2009, whatever. It's fucking stupid. Or they should have done the fast and the furious. That would have been good. Yeah, that or, really roll, rolls off the tongue. Or fast for furious. Ooh, or yeah. Or fast and the furious horny for forny. And that would have also been a good too. I like that. Yeah. So any of those things would have worked better. I was there with you, but I think what it is, is I think that it's sort of the rebirth of the franchise. It's like the moment. And so I think that they pick this name. That's almost the exact same name to sort of signify the fact that like, we're not going to name this movie, the fourth installment to set you up or your expectations to think that maybe this is a, an Mm -hmm. anthology series like Tokyo drift with all these new characters who also love cars and the open road, like every fucking Mm -hmm. like just beast of a human being out there yep mm-hmm. so they Every didn't want to bl- do that red-blooded human being absolutely mm-hmm. and i think that was a part of it but i think that like it was really like we are doing something new here we're revitalizing the franchise we're bringing back the original cast most of them sorry michelle we're gonna kill you off really quick but we're bringing back I mean, everybody else and you know maybe they'll do really, girl fight too and you'll be able to do that but they really like just i think they were there was a there was a statement it was like we are back to the basics and we've got I do paul with you on and that. we've got Vinny, mm-hmm. and we're fucking we're riding this thing to the wheels we off. got jordana and, brewster we got yeah, michelle rodriguez the thing uh, is Michelle Rodriguez really not in any of the other movies? I don't know. I, We're going to find I, out together. I don't okay, want to know. Dave, don't tell us. Dave knows. Dave, He's a big, Dave, furious head. Don't tell. I only have watched up through Tokyo Drift. I'm pretty sure. I oh, know. Not I anymore. This one. Not no, well, anymore, not, lady. Not anymore, baby. Um, okay. We're going so, on this ride together. <laughs> together. <laughs> um, so my next like it point is 
<laughs> we mentioned it before. And she's called Nitro Meth. And mm. I like how it's like kind of a significant plot point. And Dom discovers who killed Letty based on a car that uses nitro meth, but they never explain what it is. The only context we get is that it leaves some sort of residue on the ground. And at one point Dom says, uh, only pussies use it. And I have no idea what it is. Do you know? Did you look it up? I did. Um, Okay. So nitromethane is apparently called it's also called nitro, which I feel like I've heard them talk about nitro before in other movies. I only um, know it in the context. They talk about NOS all the time, but I only which I guess is different because clearly they use NOS, but not nitrometh because nitrometh is for um, pussies. But I only know it in the context of cold brew. But I also think that so I think that Brian O'Connor, the um, R.I.P. Paul Walker, Walker. um, huge part of this franchise. I think that you have to have a customized engine in order to use nitromethane. And I but I think that at one point in the movie, I think it's almost like a um, like a cheat code to make your car like go faster. Um, I think that's what's going on because I think what NOS does too. Like you hit it and you like go faster too. Look, this is the blind leading the blind. I'm fully aware of that. Um, but I wish- so there's, so there's nitromethane and there's night and there's nitrous oxide and nitrous oxide NOS is a is, n- is nitrous is oxide. Yeah, okay. yeah, and it's a non-flammable oxidizer and nitromethane is a flammable fuel. Hmm. So, but again, yeah. what does that do for? Because I know you have your own garage, right? And you've established of course. every Fast and the Furious movie we talked about since you're sort of the gearhead here. So, I, I would love to know sort of what your take is on what that does to make a car perform better, like with this cheat code called Nitro Math. God, okay. So we're doing we're doing Car One Hundred One again. Uh, so well, here's the thing: this feels like, this feels like Car Two Hundred One, if we're being honest. Well, I, as the teacher, I'll decide. You okay, are entry right. level. Still. You're right. You're right. Um, you're a novice at best. So the thing is that nitromethane, it couldn't be fed into the engine through a stock fuel injection system or a carburetor. OK, so that's the thing about it. So you got to understand that first. OK, Why? you get it. Why? Why do I have to understand that first, Brandon? Look me in the eye. It's like I'm you- looking you in the eye. Everybody knows <laughs> what's going on with this other eye. So sometimes it's oh, not sometimes always one on one. Sometimes you have to look at your other screen and sort of. Uh, one screen, mama. I got one screen here. Baby, I don't have I've another screen with information up on it. So how dare I'm, you? I've seen your um, setup, baby. Here's the thing. <laughs> look, you you would have to make some fairly extensive modifications to get the engine to run at all. And then it probably wouldn't last more than a few seconds even if you did get it to run so you so like i deal in gasoline cars only gas always only gas that's what i deal in unleaded so so you are telling me that you don't you don't deal in diesel at all every now and then i'll hang out with my i have a crew and i'll hang out with the diesel boys and sometimes we'll we'll dazzle in it diesel boys We'll hang, we'll, we'll do it. Or we'll just like squirt some diesel fuel out, out of like the window and we'll like throw, <laughs> throw like matches and just watch it. Like make like, we call them diesel rainbows. Mm. And uh, just to like, you know, keep everybody diesel in the neighborhood. Rainbows? On their toes. Yeah. Okay. Come check out these rainbows. And so, uh, 
bad boys. So my question for you is the way you've explained it to me. And from what I understand, it is a gas alternative that makes the car go faster for a very short period of time. Is that correct? Absolutely. Okay. 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 Well, I'm glad we nailed that down. Thank you for taking the time. I know, you know, that's sort of your day job and you don't love to talk about it on the podcast because it's sort of like you want to make sure you want to keep things separate. And I get that. I I fully get that. And I I spend my days, I spend my days building engines for some of the Mm. wealthiest people in the world. And so a lot of it is secrets because a lot of people don't want, like they don't want that information known. A lot of people don't want to people know that they come to me because it's already so hard to get in with me. Do you work with exhibit at all? I did. I did. I did Mm. the first uh, and the best, the first and the best season of uh, pimp my ride. Mm. And uh, I was one of the people I took a Chevette and I put a I put a bedroom on the back of it for a person who was living at their parents house. They wanted to get their ride pimped. I was like, you know what? I could give you these thousands of dollars and it probably would like help you get on your feet. But instead, I'm going to turn the back of your car into a jacuzzi mm. and it's going to be like, but it's a convertible oh, bed. A, oh, so it's a jacuzzi. It converts bed. into a bed. Yeah. Uh, so I've done things like that. I do a lot mm. of custom work for like like big people. I did a lot of stuff for Jin Shah. Um, <laughs> and uh, was she able to pay for that or? It's it's up in the air, you know. Pending, Once I went and I looked at the books, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I did a lot of stuff for uh, Mary Stuart Masterson. Mm. Um, oh, she's the actress, a huge gearhead, huge gearhead. I mean, lifetime base. You know what I mean? It it's... does. I did a lot of stuff mm-hmm. for Patrick Duffy. Yeah. Um, you know, so like I have my clientele, step like step. <laughs> the who's the who's who's, you know, I've done a lot of stuff for them. Uh, I met Masterson while I was working on uh, Benny and June. Um, oh, yeah. wow. And did you- I was in charge of Johnny Depp's top hats for that movie. Oh, not anything car related. You were or did the top hats have some sort of motor? I not in the scenes Benny that got used, not in the scenes that got used in the film. Okay. Okay. But uh so interesting. Yeah, so you but you've never gotten the call for a Fast and the Furious film because it seems like I didn't say I didn't get the call. I said I said I didn't I said I haven't had anything to do with them. Yeah, they called me every movie for sure. And oh, I'd love to hear like why that would be something you would turn down just as like as we're talking about numbers for the franchise and all that kind of stuff and like what that could do to change your life and your business, you know. Well, I don't need it. I make a lot of money, so that's first. Oh, so, okay. But the second reason is because I don't believe in the glorification of like nitromethane at all. Mm -hmm. I like I'm a gas Mm -hmm. boy, Um, Mm -hmm. as you know, from those times you've been in the room with me after I had chili. Um, So I like to keep it absolutely legit. I like to keep it natural, Mm -hmm. natty. Mm -hmm. And the second thing is, I just don't want all the secrets and the trade secrets, because if you're going to sign up for those 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 kinds of movies, they're going to want to know everything and they're going to want to bend my ear to get a person Mm -hmm. like me in the room. Mm. That's a boon to the movie. And I, I'm not willing to, to give up the things. I'd rather work in my shop, make my millions on millions and, you know, give back to the community in my own way through my charities. And oh, so what kind of charities do you have going? Well, of course, there's Hope for Hogs, which is my motorcycle charity where um, I give uh, motorcycles out to um, members of the community that um have had their licenses taken away from them because of violent offenses and things like that i get them back on the road <laughs> violent offenses with with their vehicles 
people like a lot of times people that have had issues or violent offenses there's loopholes so if i can Uh, i can get them on a motorcycle but they can't get a license to have like a four-wheel vehicle so i will give them you you have to be licensed by the state to also be able to there's a lot it's a lot of gray stuff though in the middle so we sort of um exploit those gray areas in order to get people that need to be on the road on the road again this sounds like a a very interesting charitable concept. yeah it is and thank oh, you uh yeah. it's oh. that's the labor love for me is to just it's, i just want as many people on the road no matter what so you said charities is that the only one or that's the main one okay that's the main one and then we have steady soup and that's uh, um that's something i've been doing with campbell's and um we just make sure that there's like chicken noodle soup always in circulation in like major cities <laughs> like on the shelves like you just make sure that Campbell's doesn't run out of money to produce their soup. You you do you give money to the the for profit corporation of Campbell's suit. Oh my god! So this is turned into a quiz. Um. <laughs> oh oh, I'm so sorry if that it feels that way. I'm I'm just trying to figure out sort of the the parameters of what the the soup for what is it soup for sales? What is it? The what was the charity called again? I'd love I love to hear that name one more time. Do I look like a fucking parrot to you? I'm not repeating myself. I said what I said. Okay. Uh, you should do okay. small person. So I'm gonna move us back to the movie. What this is really about. If y'all want to know yeah. about my charities, I'm gonna just go on the just go online. There's a lot of info out there about me. I tell a lot for the community. Just I don't have to explain myself to you people. Just generally go online. Okay. Yeah, and look up anything to do with like just like soup stuff that's going on. And I'm always I'm always involved. Because that's the thing. Here's the thing. People don't talk about that. There's always like people talking about like, oh, like, let's get like vegetables and let's get like meat in the mouths of people that need it. But nobody talks about soup. What about soup? And so that's really what it's called a soup kitchen. Like people talk people. But now it's just in name. You go to a soup kitchen. They don't have soup anymore. They sometimes have soup. No, it's all vegetables now and like meat. But like what happens when you like what happens if you take that meat and you take those vegetables and you put them in a broth and then you get an immersion blender and you just you turn it on. That's the magic. That's the gold. And so that's what my company's really been about. You're blending up the meat with an immersion blender. Sometimes, you know, it's not the only kind. We do veggie stuff, too. But I'm just saying Uh, taking those ingredients and transforming them is it's amazing. And it actually it's alchemy that reminds me of what I do on the road. When I put some when I put a wealthy person, when a really rich, affluent person, upwardly mobile comes to me and says, I want my car to be prettier. That breaks my heart because I'm like. I, so you've I, been driving we around. Shouldn't do this because I'm literally going to start crying. Like that is so. That is so to fucking see beautiful to me that you do that for those people. When somebody you comes in, they're crying and they're like, "My Bentley mm. is blue. Mm. I want it to be red, and I don't know how to get Brandon, there stop. from where we are." <laughs> and then I get to say to them. <laughs> Baby girl, I can make it red. <laughs> Watch like, me make it red. Like and to like see a them can- drive like a candy apple. To see them drive away in a candy apple colored car, and 
not even really look me in the eye when they take the keys. They snatch the keys back from me. And, you know, the other day I did it for a woman and I'll never forget what she said to me. She said, mm. hey, boy, why did it take so fucking long for you oh my God. to get? But she was smiling. She was smiling yeah, when she said it, though. And so it didn't yeah. feel racist. Uh, but to watch that white woman who had. Who had Herself. never been told. Mm. Who had never been told no. Yeah. Once again, you, be told yes. And you did that. <laughs> and she called you boy. That's why I'm in it. You know, that's why I'm in it. And I learned so much from my customers like that. And so to see her walking in her glory and her privilege. Mm. Uh, All over you, know, you and the people that work for you. And the people around me. She said some really disrespectful things to some of my employees. Mm. But you know, to watch her leave in that car and to see someone that boldly ungracious mm. in person. Nothing like it. That's why I do what I do. That's why I get up every morning, you know? And I want to thank you for giving me space to talk about that, Jane. You're welcome. I'd love to hear <laughs> your next like it point. You know, I'm, I, I'd, yeah. I'd love to hear it. One, My next like it point for this movie is... <laughs> It's not 100% and we're only four movies in, but it is interesting that like the villain in these movies are always POC, which I just think is like, yeah. And like, Uh, there are other characters who are also POC, obviously like Vin Diesel is whatever he is. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but there's like lots of ethnicities in the movie. It's not Mm -hmm. just that there are other characters who are protagonists Mm -hmm. and who are part of like the goals of the protagonist. But like, it is like perplexing a little bit to just be like, huh? Okay. And <laughs> I guess that they're not doing the 1990s movie thing where everybody's from some nondescript European country and like the accent is giving like, we don't want to, don't you try and pin us down to a region. <laughs> <Yeah>. But <laughs> it is interesting in these movies because it's like, okay, I see. Yeah. The bad guys are still our bad guys and Paul Walker's taking them down. Cool, 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 mm-hmm. cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It was just an Powerful. observation more than anything, but it was like, this is pretty consistent. Absolutely. If there's one thing one thing we know about this movie is again, there are going to be people of color in this movie, but the villain is never going to be a white person. And it's always going to be taken down. They are always going to be taken down by our blonde-haired, blue-eyed FBI agent. <laughs> yeah, and like infiltrating like their world and sort of like mm-hmm. trying it on for size. Yeah. And using it to their advantage. Like, mm-hmm. and we don't ever really, you know, we're, it's the Fast and the Furious look. I know what this is. We're, this, right. This movie isn't trying to like change humanity in any way. Um, but it is an interesting thing that like it we, yeah. we keep sort of like dealing with that different ethnicities i'll give you that um but there's always this particular kind of othering around it and uh yeah it's just a it was an observation this time that i was like okay same uh mm-hmm. playing the same game cool 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 and in the third movie tokyo drift they once again they brought in a new albeit less charismatic leading man and uh set him loose How in tokyo he was great he was great we got a cameo from zachary ty Bryan. that was it not enough for me no no well we wanted more we've always wanted more from zachary ty Bryan, and he's holding back i think i want him to get his i want him to get his moment arnofsky Mm. (laughs) i dare you make the call make the (laughs) call
Um, so that was mine. What's your next like it, Jenny? <laughs> my next like it point is one of my favorite lines from the movie. Okay, so this is one of the things that we talk we have talked about in every movie that this fucking franchise does, where it's like every line that Vin Diesel says it's like meant to be like a quotable. Mm-hmm. And there's one that really fucking got me that I fucking started laughing at is like when they're um <clears throat> They've infiltrated Braga's like cartel and they're about to do like a run across the border with them. And someone, I think Vin Diesel's like asked like what's in the car and someone says like, who cares? Like whatever. We're, we just got to get across the border. And Vin Diesel turns to him and he goes, a real driver knows exactly what's in his car. <laughs> and I just thought, okay. <laughs> A real driver knows exactly what's in his car. You understand that means nothing, right, Vinny? <laughs> like, it truly doesn't mean... I, I, I find myself to be a real driver. I'm licensed to do it. I'm on the road. I'm behind the wheel. There are many times I don't know what's in the back of my car. Many times. I'm still a real driver, baby. No, he also he also brought back the term buster as well when he's in the when he's in the car the car chase with uh Brian O'Connor. Brian is trying to infiltrate this gang, as is Vin Diesel's character, because they're both trying to get the last like whoever wins this race gets to be the last member that Braga selects to be a part of his cartel's running of heroin over the border. Right. And they're in the cars and there's a moment where like where Vin Diesel's character Dom is almost bested almost mm-hmm. by Paul Walker's uh, by Paul Walker's Brian. They both shown up and to to like Dom's credit, he doesn't out Brian O'Connor as, you know, obviously. They I have know this I was history. surprised, but but I feel yeah. like it's also because in a way he Brian could potentially out him yeah. like it'd be a lesser sort of like egregious outing but like still there's like the possibility but like in the last moment of it um brian uses nitro actually to get the upper hand on him on the road i think it's nox though i don't think it's nitro it's it's not nitro methane it's nitrous nitrous methane it's not it's not it's not nitrous oxide yeah. yeah and um and when he gets he bumps him off the road and then he goes still a buster and and then Dave was like Buster, and I was like Buster is like a term that I think had already passed its date yeah. at that point. And we were both like, we're, I was like, you know, I was like, at, I mean, one of the most famous usages is, oh my god, I can't believe a scrub is a guy who thinks he's fly and is also known also as a known as a Buster. Buster. Mm-hmm. Always talking about what he wants and just sits, he wants. On, his sits on his broke ass. So, so no, I mean, oh, and if. And so, I mean, like, that's one of the most famous moments that I can recall Buster being used. Of course. And that album was released 10 years plus before this movie. Um, no, 10 well, years before this movie. I also think of it actually. as like a, like a 1950s saying where it's like, oh, like, get hey, out Buster of here, Brown. Buster. You know what I mean? Like, get out of here, Buster. And while you're at it, leave that, leave that saltwater like, taffy on the table. That's for uh, my fault. That's for my bros. Yeah. It's like, there's no, that's not like a a guy like a cool guy who's like on the run from the lawn like mixed up with like cartels is like saying the word buster you know no, 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 no. does not fit it's a it's a move but like you know our boy our boy Vinny D he's got a lot of like really like insane lines that he says and he says them with such confidence 
And well, you just think, this is actually my next like it point is another line of his, which I feel like we're already talking about. So I should just say it. I'll give it up. Okay, so Gal Gadot, who, by the way, her movie premiere, her like d- debut on what screen a flex. Is, is this movie, which is kind of crazy. I had no idea. Oh, it is. This movie. I didn't recognize I, her at first, actually. I've I only know who she is from Wonder Woman. Like I didn't I didn't know her before that. So I didn't realize she was in this movie. Um, but it's just so crazy that it's like, yeah, the first movie I was in was in Fast and Furious. Like, what? That's fucking wild. And like she's like kind of a big part in this movie. Um, yeah, she's a huge part. Yeah. And so I <laughs> Her and Dom have this like back and forth. Like she's like absolutely fucking gagging for Dom, I guess. But Dom is still obviously dealing with the grief of losing his his wife way too soon, even though he left her. Um, uh, I'm sure he had plans to return to her. But I think she asks him, like, what do you see in a woman or something like what? What do you look for in a woman? And he goes. It starts with the eyes. She's got to have those kinds of eyes that can look right through the bullshit to the good in someone. 20% angel, 80% devil. Down to earth, ain't afraid to get a little engine grease under her fingernails. And Giselle goes, that doesn't sound like me. And he goes, it ain't. And just like that exchange was like, what is this like this whole like who sat down and wrote this and was like yeah that sounds like something a guy would say there also was a line in the movie where Gal Gadot's character says something to him about like men choosing between a sexy car and a sexy woman and she says like which one chooses which one would you choose and he says I'm a boy who appreciates a good body regardless of the make that's right and I was like sure he, uh, you know, you know what King. Dominique Toretto or Dom Toretto talks like if you put into AI like right bad like boy. bad boy, like right lines for a bad boy. That's what how he talks. Past prime bad boy, and just see what comes up. So okay, so mine actually, I didn't. Mine is actually a quote as well um, that I thought was funny, but it's funny for a less conventional reason than those quotes, which were obviously hilarious. Mm-hmm. It was an exchange that was hella confusing to me. And when I say what it was, you're going to be like, why was that as confusing as it was? But okay. it legit had me perplexed for a second. And Dave and I talked about it and he was like, no, I get it. But this was a funny moment. So Dom has left Mia. I'm sorry. Dom has left Letty at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like on the lamb at this, at this point. So he left, so Dom left Letty. He went to the Dominican Republic. No, he was already he, in the he Dominican was, Republic. Sorry, where did he abscond to originally? He was in, I think he went to Panama. I think that that's it, that's it. He left, yeah. so he leaves Dominican Republic, he goes to Panama, and then he gets a call from his sister Mia. This is how the exchange goes. Dom answers the phone and he goes, Mia. I told you not to call me here. And then Mia goes, Dom, it's Letty. She's been murdered. And just so we're clear, what I heard was Dom say, Mia, I told you not to call me here. Then I thought I heard 
Mia, I thought Mia was was Letty saying Dom, correcting him and saying, Dom, it's not Mia. It's in fact Letty. She, meaning Mia, who you thought this was, has in fact been murdered. So I was like, great, Jordana Brewster's gone. I was ill-informed and I watched this scene and then we were at the funeral and I said to Dave, wait, what? I thought she called him and said that she was dead. And Dave was like, no, play it again. And then he was like, it's just poorly written. It's just a poorly written Brandon, series of I'm losing my fucking mind because I thought the exact same thing and I didn't put it in here because I was like, uh, I don't want to say this because I'm going to sound <laughs> crazy. I am so glad that you thought that i thought it was letty calling him to tell him that mia was dead and then i saw the the camera pan to show mia crying at a funeral and i thought is she faking her own death is she not is she watching from afar like what's happening what's going on and then i realized it was letty who was dead so just so just so so our listeners, I'm going to repeat the line just so you guys can understand the confusion. Dom answers the phone. Mia, I told you not to call me here. Dom, it's Letty. She's been murdered. Which read, which read like. Yes. Yes. Dom, this is Letty on the phone. The Mia, phone. who you thought this murdered. was, is, has been murdered. Yes. And OK, so I'm happy we both had that okay. moment. And then we were Me at the too, funeral. Fucking and I wild. was like, I was like, wait, what? Who's dead? So, OK, so that's just bad script writing. Like this yes. is like a very simple correction. Yes. And I feel like all it really needed was, I mean, Mia, I told you not to call me here. Fine. And then like, I don't I, I don't know. Dom. Dumb, I'm calling because Letty's been murdered. Right. Exactly. Or yeah, yeah, Dom, Letty's been murdered. That's all you really need. All you need to say. But yeah, she's been murdered makes it sound like Mia's been murdered. Yeah. So it was a funny line, and I'm happy that we. we Yeah. I'm really glad that we both had that experience. I was fucking dying when you started telling it. I was like, no, no, no. I was feeling this too. That's crazy. So we remain simpatico. Um, (laughs) You know, and this is a solid script with some of the best writers in the world. These are the these is this was written by the people that did the crown. Mm-hmm. So I was surprised um that they made a mistake like that. Me too. Me too. <laughs> it was absolutely shocking, jarring. And uh Jane, what's your next like it? Um, I mean, I'm ready to move on to Love It whenever you are, baby boy. Okay. So I'll just give you my last like it. Okay. It's a really simple one. This was more like this is kind of Dave's like it. He's not here to, but it made me laugh how much it made him laugh. (laughs) So we're watching the movie. We find out that in Los Angeles where they're holding Letty's funeral, Dom is like watching. I mean, might as well be. Let's get Bette Miller in the mix because he's watching from a distance (laughs) and he's watching from his from in front of his car as she's being buried. The Mm -hmm. feds are all there. They were hoping he was going to show up. And but during the scene, the music that sets the scene up, it's like this guitar. It's like this somber guitar that's playing a tune. And I couldn't quite put my finger on it. And Dave was like, it's you are my sunshine, my only sunshine. But in like Stop. moody guitar. And it was so fucking funny to us. For some I reason, we both couldn't that. stop laughing because it's like this <laughs> moody emo version of You Are My Sunshine. It's so bad. It's good. And it was a choice and I'm happy they fucking made it. Oh it's You have to be a brave, you have to be a brave filmmaker 
to include something like that. And, you know, I'm, I'm here for it. It was great. And it did exactly what needed to be done in that moment. So that is it. And that oh was hilarious God. to me. That is so funny. I love that. Did not and I, I, could t- I like felt like Vin had something to do with it. I was like, this is missing something. You are my sunshine. Always my favorite. Why do you, why do you, why do you, he, you won't. Why not? To, okay. Give me a reason not to do it. <laughs> so my first love it point. <laughs> um, my first love it point is about Brian O'Connor, the FBI agent. I love how Brian does whatever the fuck he He wants. doesn't care about authority. <laughs> he's a federal agent. And he's not second, a cop. He's not a cop. He he's doesn't agent. act like a cop ever. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hilarious. He literally. The thing is, the second he likes somebody, doesn't matter what side they're on, he's going to do whatever it takes to he is like, link up it. with them. He's like, and that's the thing. It's like, he's like surprised or like trying to defend himself to the agency, which again, like, Look, I'm not pro federal agency or pro cops or anything like that, but it's just funny. He walks in there. He's like, I did what I had to do. And it's like, well, I actually think that like part of being a federal agent is like having to hold yourself to the standard that is set by the federal agency and not doing that is called Making the fucking law, <laughs> but he just does it constantly, and he's like, "I need a car, I need money, I need this." <laughs> it's like, boy, you're literally being funded by the government to like do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> that's so funny, and it's like it, the thing too that's really funny, and was one of my notes was just like, "How does Brian have this job again?" I like, I, it makes no sense. The amount of stuff that's happened, like I get them maybe being like you're absolved or like we're going to pardon some of your crimes. But for them to literally be like, we're going to entrust you again after you basically sided with like a criminal over the agency. Like, move up a tier because he was an he was LAPD in the first movie and now he's fucking a federal agent. It, it makes no sense. Like there would have like these are very actually like from what I understand, very highly competitive and like sought after positions. So the only thing I can think of is that he's got some sort of knowledge or like, he's like the, the thing that is his downfall is also his gift, which is the fact that he's so like street smart and like savvy in a way that most of these agents aren't, they're all squares. So like Brian has an, has a leg up in that, in that sense. But also he's got like, he's started these very intense, like romantic relationships with like, adversaries of the agency like and it's not in the line of duty so it's like it's really messy and it's really funny that they keep like hiring him like or that they that they not only like you know pardon him but then they also give him a badge and a gun again and he also it's not there's no good faith like and he just does what the fuck he wants so it's really funny and there's also the times where he's like doing like the he's like racing to catch someone or he's racing to like pretend to be a bad boy for his cover and they're like calling him and they're like no 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 you're going to it's getting dangerous and he just like says like fuck you and he's like i'm gonna go faster and i'm gonna risk more lives on the road and it's like (laughs) 
This is kind of indefensible, baby boy, but go off. <laughs> but, but go off, do you think? He doesn't care and he doesn't respect authority. And it's hilarious. And, and, and to be fair, he continues just to keep getting away with it. So what's the incentive to not? He's literally calling the fucking shots. And so <laughs> they just sort of like have to deal with it. And it is really funny. Yeah. So I completely agree with you. Like <laughs> they are like the federal agency is just like neutered, like right. in this movie, like they have no power. And like even his superior office, it's so funny because like the superiors have no power either. And like there'll be moments where like they're trying to like throw their weight around. And it just doesn't work because he doesn't give a no. shit. And <laughs> It's just, it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. So good. So I completely agree with you, um, with you there. And also there's a, mo- there's a, Dave was a really, Dave was really fun to watch this movie with. There was a moment where we were watching the scene after he finds out that Letty dies, he comes back to, <laughs> he comes back to Los Angeles and he goes to the site where Letty was, where Letty died mm-hmm. and he starts having these visions all of a sudden. So now Dom to ready empath. Um, he's now a conduit for the spirit world and he is literally like he is having visions of Letty's last moment he there's a full like flashback of him seeing her like laying in the car that's upside down staring at him wondering why you know big big daddy husband Toretti wasn't there Ugh. and and <laughs> and I said what's happening and Dave said Dom is reliving the accident that he never lived in the first place <laughs> And I thought that was so so fucking funny funny. (laughs) because I literally have a note that is so similar. I wrote, this is the most vivid imagination, reimagining of an event he did not witness. Had nothing to do with nobody has info to share this with you. He literally he's so tied to the spirit world. He is he has he has and also as we get into my later notes, well they are literally setting setting Dom up as like an otherworldly figure a who is basically a Marvel a Marvel superhero at this point. Yeah. Um and laughs in the face of death. And so it, this was fitting that this was our yeah. first taste of it. But a man who is as deep as a cap full of water. Is yeah. having these visions and these experiences, and Raven Simone is quaking because <laughs> you talk about gazing into the past and the future. She said, Dom's that's, ready. My, that's my bag, baby. You better. That's my bag. Off. <laughs> um. So, what's your next love chain? Um, my next love point is, you know, once again, I love that every woman in this movie is wearing a skirt the size of a dish towel. Duh. Of course absolutely undulating for male attention i mean they are just ready to fuck at one point they're at this like illegal street racing party that like braga is throwing and they and they're like walking down the hall and there's just two women just making out with each other like (laughs) porn stars in the hall and i just thought what (laughs) like there's no first of all i mean We'll get to Jordana Brewster when we get to Jordana Brewster. But the women in this movie, Letty, dead, Gal Gadot, absolutely fucking creaming her pants every time Dom comes into the room. Wonder Woman. She's supposed to be this high powered, like, you know, um, cartel official. And yet Dom comes to play and she literally can't handle herself. She has to hit on him all the time. And then, of course, Letty, who dies within the first 
10 seconds of a movie. So it's like, and then all of the extras who are literally just like writhing on each other in the background. And like the women who are just so horny and there's not a man in a close enough vicinity that like they just end up kissing each other because exactly. they're definitely not trying to, they're not trying to foreground a queer love story in this movie. I'll tell no, you that. Absolutely um, not. This isn't, this is an allyship. No, it is like, it is like <laughs> lesbianism for the service of the male gaze. It is absolutely. two straight women having a moment that is going to be viewed and it's honestly just to get the the viewers of this movie a little a little, a little closer to rock yeah. uh but yeah if they weren't already i, I mean i look I, I, we talk about this every time we watch the movie i know i'm not getting strong like you know complicated female characters from the, from the fast and the furious franchise but every time i see it i'm just like oh man okay here we are again <laughs> well it's funny because michelle rodriguez was the most interesting of like exactly. all of the female characters and they kill her off and they also exactly. leave her like straight Branded by a man, which ultimately like results in her demise. So it's like, Um, no, I feel you. My (laughs) next note was actually about Gal Gadot, because the Mm. other thing that we had going on when we're in this movie was trying to pin down that accent, baby, because it was (laughs) all over the place. And we kept being like, what? What's happening? What's supposed to be happening? And what's happening in real life? It felt like another yes. one of, and don't get me wrong, I love a nondescript accent that just of has course. sprinklings of like, I love like translinguistics. I love an accent that is just yes. dappling all over the world. I like it when we're having our moments. We're in the US and then we're in Japan and then we're in Latin America we're somewhere. Panama, we're in the Dominican Republic. Why the everywhere. fuck not? But I mean, the thing about Gal Gadot is like, okay, so she is from Israel, so she has an accent to begin with. But her character's name is Giselle, which is like giving Brazilian. So and then like, she'll say like, Vio con Dios. Every now and yeah, then. Yeah, Via Con Dios, which Via means Go With God, which is in Spanish. God, and they speak Portuguese in Brazil, so it doesn't make any fucking sense. Although, <laughs> I guess the Braga cartel is... I, 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 they don't say where it's established, but it seems like they have a presence in Mexico. And there is some Spanish exchange by like the officials that work in there. But again... It's real unclear what Giselle is giving. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was really. Um, it was really interesting. Yeah, no, um, I had I had like a moment, too, because I was trying to like. It does need to be said. Never mind. OK. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, my next point is the fake GPS technology. Like, what the fuck was all of this? How they were all they all were given these like GPS boxes that like synced them up on the same GPS and like tracked all of them. But I couldn't tell what the drivers themselves were seeing versus what like the cartel was seeing from their remote view so i it it apparently just gave them the route but it was so funny to me because they would like press on when they got in the car and it was like a digital like you know um lady who's like flagging the start of the race and i was like what is this but they also were like talking to the systems though too right i it was so unclear and again this was at the sort of end of 
the era between that started, I feel like in the seventies and made its way to like the early aughts where again, we could just do whatever we wanted with technology yeah. in movies because we didn't know what was happening. But this is, this is the end of it. We really started to pick up on tech a little bit more um, after 2009 enough to know that what the fuck is this even? If they really wanted to get gritty with it, what they would have mm. done was they would have had all the drivers running to a printer and getting those map quest directions. <laughs> and then like, getting in the car with them and just like let's fucking go and Being just like, like that's part of the race begins when you press print and then they personal computer and it's like seven pages and they lose the fifth page and then they yes. just gotta like improv that shit that's what would have really been gritty and it would have been really been authentic to life yeah um no <laughs> absolutely I okay so the next thing that I had in talking about mm. Dom the otherworldly being mm. is that there's a scene where they where Dom has this sort of like face off with the Phoenix character played by Laz Alonzo and mm. he gets shot in the shoulder by one of like the underlings of Phoenix and yeah. when I tell you he doesn't fucking flinch and it's basically the equivalent <laughs> of a mosquito bite he gets shot in the shoulder by like a fucking like high powered assault rifle and he turns and he looks over his shoulder like it's a, just an inconvenience and then he walks over to the guy and he just like pummels him and then him and Paul Walker take off and at no point is it brought up and like they're like they get their 60 million dollars worth of heroin and then Paul Walker's character Brian looks over and he sees that there's like a little pool of blood behind Vin Diesel's character because he's still rocking his other jacket and mm-hmm. Vin D- and he looks at him and he's just like Bleh. and like they get in the car and they take off and like he doesn't bring it up there's not a moment where he's like I'm losing a lot of blood, man. Yeah. It's just like woozy. It's like feeling that nope. woo-woo. <laughs> Why am I seeing spots? Oh no. Yo, oh, you're my family, baby. And then just passes out. Exactly. I'm feeling lightheaded. Tell me, uh, I love her. What's going on with my hemoglobin count? <laughs> it's none of that he does not know the word hemoglobin (laughs) and so it's none of that's happening he's completely fine it's just Mm -hmm. an inconvenience and then we get him back to the house and apparently like through her through her blunt bangs Jordana Booster is able to like basically like pull a full on fucking Florence Nightingale and not only remove the bullet, but also like suture the wound. Well, she does. Okay, so this is one of my what? low that point. This is one of my low that points where I said, uh, "Is Mia a medical professional? Where does she? Where are the credentials?" Because and she does it easily, and she does it quickly, quickly, she, and, it's, and, and it's, she does she's done. She, I will say she does she does open up the you know or take off the bandage and say oh the bullet's gone so she doesn't have to pull out the bullet which I guess is but either way I wouldn't know what the best thing for um, also how'd she eyeball that how can you tell that the bullet's gone from that that cursory glance that <laughs> she gave know. to this bloody wound <laughs> when the bullet could very easily be embedded deeper like there's no it, fucking way it made no <laughs> sense and then she was like this is gonna hurt a little bit and she poured like what was it like a fucking open corona on it or something to like disinfect it I didn't see what she poured on it but it, it didn't fucking flinch once again and I said to Dave was like so he's just unkillable yeah. and then Dave was like 
And Dave said, oh, well, I do know in his contracts he can't be killed. Like, that's like a thing <gasps> in Vin Diesel's contracts. And I was wow. like, oh, he's got that Queen Latifah special because Queen Latifah <laughs> has that in her contracts she that does? she cannot be killed. Apparently, I, this could be movie? so this could be incorrect. But what I heard was mm-hmm. that it was from spread that rumor, it was baby. <laughs> rumor has it. There's other rumors <laughs> about Queen. Um, anyway, what I heard was that. What what I heard was that it was after Set It Off that it happened, that like once Set It Off happened and spoiler alert, her character Cleo dies, she then created in her contract. And I think it's probably because I've seen the movie, which she was wonderful in uh, the HBO original movie, uh, Bessie Smith, about the blues singer Bessie Smith. Oh, yeah. She played Bessie Smith. It was, it was really good. And uh, Monique plays Ma Rainey. It's very good. Mm. But uh, she dies. I mean, like, but that's a that's a biopic that's about a, bio a person. Pick. So it's different. Yeah. So I'm sure it's like she's picking and choosing what the projects are, but it is a clause. So I'm curious how many other actors have that in their clauses. But wow. but one of the reasons is so you can, if there's, if we're doing sequels, baby. Yeah. Y'all not going to Michelle Rodriguez me. <laughs> so, and Michelle should have put that in her fucking contract too. I baby. Mean, wild. Oh, man. So, so that was all really funny to me. It was just like the bullet barely, barely yeah. broke the skin. He continued to fight. He had complete mobility and was actually still favoring that arm and shoulder, which I thought was interesting. And I was like, what? Like, why isn't somebody like, just remember you've got like an impediment now, like just right. for the next couple scenes and then, you know, right. you'll be healed. But you'll it was funny that we just, just something to get through. I like forgot that he got shot. I mean, I know it's one of my loathed points that she and he beats the shit out of out of Brian O'Connor in like the next scene. Oh my god! Like with and like they're literally going hand to hand, and it is like a really brutal fight. And he is not phased. Like his body Mm -hmm. is fully equipped to take him on. Tip top condition. It was a crazy. It's like, didn't you just get shot in the shoulder by a fucking like bazooka? What's going on? (laughs) So. Go off, go off, King. We stand an indestructible king. Um, what is your next love, it, Jane? Okay, this is my last love, it, and it's the I love the tracking device that the FBI gives Brian for his car. It is the loudest, most conspicuous piece of machinery I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. Nobody it knows. beeps. It beeps like a carbon monoxide detector is going off in his car. Like what? Like you're the FBI. You don't have access to like better shit. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, now you, you know, you can track someone via their phone or anything, but it's like, why would a tracking device have a beeping red light on it? Is that just yeah, like low battery? Is just a, yeah. Is this just like a movie thing so that we know that that's what it is? Like that can't have been like real. Otherwise everyone would have been caught all the time. Like tracking. it's like a tracking device by nest. It's just sending like push notifications to the phone. It's like, what is going on? And why is yeah. there CO2 a leak in my home? Um, I just, I just felt like the I probably should have had better. better they were devices. like, fuck, they were like, fuck Brian O'Connor. We're going to give him that, yeah. give him that fucking, give him that old smoke detector and tell him that it's a goddamn, al- finally they'll light his ass up for us and we won't have to worry exactly. about him anymore. Exactly. Because um, he's apparently got something on him that they keep his ass employed no matter what he does. Um, <laughs> My last love it point was like at the end of the movie, Dom is like been arrested and he's like in court and they're having the hearing or whatever. <laughs> and like in the courtroom, Brian O'Connor is sitting with Mia 
And they are literally canoodling. And I was like, <laughs> I get that you maybe have a personal relationship with her, but like, this isn't the moment. You're trying to at least pretend to be a representative of like the FBI. And like, you were literally cavorting with the sister of like the criminal on trial. Why are y'all massaging each other's shoulders in this courtroom? It is a He's wild choice. Like one step from um Mark Wahlberging her and like fear. <laughs> oh yeah. No, they're like fully <laughs> nuzzling each other. And it's like, okay, A, this isn't appropriate because of just the circumstances. He's Even if you were like rub. a married couple, it'd be like, this isn't the moment, is it? Yeah. Your brother's I mean, got 20 years in prison. So like yeah. that's number one and number two it's like at least pretend to tell the line we all know what the truth is but we like we all know where your lawyers are gonna lie especially if you're fucking his sister and by the way we are absolutely exaggerating it they're not he's not fingering her no room. but it was a hilarious <laughs> was scene too, and but it was too much for the they court were room. like lightly nuzzling though and it was like yeah. don't do that now um <laughs> your brother's literally about to be sentenced and then when he gets his sentence brian storms out of the courtroom I, it is it's so funny i'm just like so you don't even so just fuck the fbi yeah just like well and at the end, they're like following his like prison bus to oh, like, yeah, break him out. So it's clear that Brian can never go back. If the next movie, Brian is still an FBI agent. Brian's in I charge will. now. <laughs> Brian's ahead of the FBI, baby. I will lose my shit because there's no fucking way. <laughs> oh my God. I hope when we, I hope like when we return to like the movies like that is what we encounter like mm -hmm. Helen Mirren's been you know let go and like the director of the FBI is now motherfucking Brian O'Connor mm -hmm. and he's he's running it his way and everybody's <laughs> driving a fucking souped up car they're all these souped up Lincolns that everybody's and nobody, driving and nobody goes after anybody unless they've wronged the family <laughs> everybody's got a fucking like Lincoln Town car that's been souped up with fucking nitrous methane now mm. and he's just like this is how we this is how our fleet runs now so it's great um Jane what is your first loathe it so my first loathe it is about Mia so there is this weird infantilization slash sexualization of Mia that I don't like like it's clear that she is Dom's younger sister but she like the way that they dress her and the way that she relates to the, the guys in her life, meaning like Brian and Dom, like she is like doing this weird, like in my mind, this like schoolgirl cosplay where she's like a grown woman, an adult. And yet like she is sort of like the cute younger sister who's around to like do the groceries and like take care of the house and fuck Brian. You know what I mean? And I just like it, it like they dress her in these like sundresses and these cardies. And I was just like, I don't like what they're doing with this character. It was like not hitting with me. Like I felt like, you know, she, if her brother is Dom and her sister-in-law was Letty, shouldn't she be more of a fucking like 
you know, autonomous badass in reality. Well, apparently she can be counted on to like men wounds and like, you know, right? she's like in this and yet the, she, they don't really let her have any information or any agency or make any decisions for herself. She's just always cleaning up the messes and being a part of a part she's of here this. for like acts of service. Like, yeah. Making dinner, um, you know, dressing wounds, blowing Brian, stuff like that. She was like allowed to like go get her EMT certification so that she could right. like suture but, wounds, but that was the beginning and the end. Yeah. And it's also funny too because like Dom's been gone for an extended period of time. And it's like you would think that like she had maybe found more of a sense of autonomy and that becomes a part of the story. The butting of heads totally. between these like siblings where it's like you may be like my older brother, but like also Jordana Bruce is like 30. So it's right. like, what are we doing? Like, she has yeah. to evolve. She can't have just been on ice in this house, sitting at the window, waiting on men to come back and give her directives. Because exactly. it's like, that's not, that's, that's just not it. Um, So I completely agree with you. That was something yeah. that was like very much, it's like, stop making her just an idea. Right. And like, like what, some pushback. What, what could Ryan be attracted to about her? That's the thing. It's like, I don't understand. Because she's yeah, it, not a person. Yeah, she's not. Which I she's guess a, she's an amalgamation of like that's... just thoughts. She's just yeah. there to service. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. I my first load that was actually about the Phoenix character who's like who works mm. for Braga. He is um, so like Phoenix is like the henchman. And like one of the things we find out is that when they do these drug runs that we mentioned earlier, Brian and Dom like competing for this last spot, we find out later that like after these runs are done to like. Um, across the border with heroin, they kill the runners. Like they kill the people who like do the drug runs. And I just thought mm-hmm. that's like a really bad strategy. Yeah. Like, first of all, you're not fostering any sort of like loyalty. Nope. And also like the more you work together, as we've seen from the family, like the more cohesive you get and the more like intuitive you get. And if there's a shorthand that develops. So if your goal is to be a well-oiled machine that's getting large amounts, like over tens of millions of dollars worth of heroin over the border successfully, mm. you want a team of people that you've worked with who've proven themselves. I imagine that if you're just like killing people all willy nilly, then that word's going to spread. People are going to start probably skimming off the top because why should they have any loyalty to you? And it's just going to create like a volatile and unpredictable environment because you're looking then for people who are constantly new people who haven't proven themselves, who are willing to risk their lives with the knowledge that must be passed through the grapevine that, oh, nobody who does these ever seems to come back to their families. Right. Interesting. So it just felt like a weird move for like a crime organization to just be killing people that have shown loyalty to them. And on top of that, it is just so much fucking murder. It's so and many that, bodies. That is so, like, how often are you doing these runs? Like, Maybe. how many bodies are you producing per month? Like, that has that. Besides being like an egregious act, the logistics of that have got to be a nightmare. Like you're constantly having to get rid of bodies and maybe dodge people who know you have an association with their loved one who might be trying to find them. Like there's just no way that that works in reality. And it does not uh, again, again, a totally egregious act, of course, that being the final thing. Yeah, it makes absolutely no sense. And the oh, oh, I'm sorry, it's you. No, no, that's okay. Um, uh, oh, my next low that point was 
I really thought the big reveal was going to be that Gal Gadot killed Letty. And Ooh. I thought that would have been such an interesting twist. Like have her and Dom actually have a relationship, sleep with each other, and then him find out that she killed Letty. Like I felt like that would have been such an emotional journey that we could have gone on. But that's really yeah. that's a really good and that's a really simple way to make it like a better movie. Even though I will say this yeah. is the mo- to me this was the most cohesive film that I've seen. Totally. The franchise. I actually, like, but I think that yeah. would like, I think that would have been like a cherry on top, like a really totally. great opportunity to give her like this villain arc. But obviously that would have been you giving her a bit more of a voice um, right. in the movie. Which and, we don't do to women. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing they equipped franchise. these women with was high ponytails. Yeah. And they said, you, you do the rest. <laughs> this is all we could do for you. Um, yeah, no, that's actually a really good point, Jane. That would have been mm. a really dope like twist. Um, the minutes low that was that the action sequences, like the car chase sequences in this movie, they're so quick and they're happening yeah. so fast. It is so difficult to keep track of who's in what vehicle. Absolutely. And there were several points where I would be like to Dave and be like, what's going on? And he's like, there's too much going on. Like, we don't know who's yes. in what car. So when different mm-hmm. things happen in a car flips, I keep being like, was that Brian? Was that Dom? And it's like just a random car. And it's like, I feel like if they did a better job either with the internal shots right after things happen or just like sort of like helping to helping us to understand like who's in what vehicle mm-hmm. it would have helped to because these car chase scenes are they're their own story they're their own like narrative and, they, and so and they drive they the, drive the they, plot. they drive the plot and they also help give us like context for personality too absolutely character so having being confused while watching them is uh, by the way when the, the first i think the first chase scene i just i i gave up i was like i'm not gonna know what happens until the end until the, the end chase. of it when the smoke clears and, and we see who's exactly. alive still yeah exactly and i was like i just have to give over to that which i don't think is good like i definitely think they could have like invested more in that so that we know what's happening when it's happening instead of having to play catch up well, it's it's a, it's a parallel story. It's just a story right. of like these vehicles, but it's a part of the narrative. And just like mm-hmm. just I think a little bit more care would have yeah. been useful to help us understand, OK, like we've got like, you know, we've got Brian, we've got Dom, we've got Braga here, we've got Phoenix here. This is what's mm-hmm. going on. And instead, it was just like craziness and people are just yeah. everybody's just destroying each other. And at the end, you're like, OK, that's OK, fine. I just like, you'll just give over to the fact that like just enjoy totally. it for entertainment and understanding mm-hmm. the fact that like it is not going to be able to advance the plot until it, until we arrive at the conclusion of that race. Right. And that was yeah. something that like I was like, OK, um, did you have any more? Yeah, I have one more like a point. So the point. Sorry, low the point. <laughs> My bad. Um, okay, so at the end, so this whole thing is that we never know who Braga is. It's the Braga cartel, but Campos and Giselle and Phoenix, they all work for Braga. They're 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 his like inner circle. But at the end, they try to do this Braga reveal. It's like this old man and he you get immediately as he walks out of the car and Dom and Brian see him. There's also this simultaneous moment happening at the FBI where they are um, 
running fingerprints that Brian got from, you know, the party several scenes earlier. And as it's like coming through the printer, you realize that that old guy is not Braga, but Ramon Campos is actually Braga and has been Braga the whole time. And it's like the M. Night Shyamalan twist and you can't believe it. But the thing is, during that like standoff, and maybe I missed something, but Brian screams to Dom, Campos is Braga. And I thought, how the fuck did he know? He had no evidence. Did the FBI like wire that information into him? All we saw was that he was trying to get away as well as everybody else from the situation because it was obviously blowing up. No, what we what the story they were trying to tell, I think, because he says to Dom right before this guy who's standing in front of them, he's an older gentleman. He's in a suit. You sort of start to see his eyes get really shifty. And by sort of, mm-hmm. I mean, it's community theater level, like eyes, eyes go, moving back and forth. Googly. Right. And as you see that, you he says to Dom, are you thinking what I'm thinking? And Dom's like, yeah. <laughs> and um, by the way, Dom thought he was Dom literally thought he was just thinking about like what they're going to have for lunch. So he's like, pizza, pizza. <laughs> yes. Um, <Taco> um, <laughs> Uh, but but I think that's the moment of like we're supposed to believe that Brian and you know his experience in the underworld his experience like as an FBI agent has been able to use his sort of laser focus and ability to read people to figure out and ascertain and like that that's the power player over there masquerading as a henchman and but it comes out of nowhere you're right it just he just throws it out there I think it's obvious in that moment that that guy isn't Braga but I don't think it's obvious that Campos is Braga like I don't feel like he would have gotten that that was the only the thing fact I, that like he was ready to move on that without any evidence the only know? thing I can say is that it's a possibility that like he saw the way that potentially the other people were like shielding him or like how everybody sort of moved towards him and there was a sort of protective uh, it was more of like protection around him, but that's nothing. And I'm pulling that out of thin air. I don't think that they really thought it through. I agree yeah. with you. I think that it was just, <laughs> they were advancing the plot and they were like, look, we got to wrap. We're already right. over a couple of days. This is an $85 million movie. And this is the script. Um, <laughs> no, I agree with you. My, yeah. my last loathe it is mm-hmm. uh, there was no ludicrous and there was no Tyrese. And yeah. that was really it. And what I actually wrote in my note was no ludicrous or Tyrese, but we had money for Jordana Brewster. Okay. <laughs> so that was, that was my last loathe it. It is what it is. I'm excited to see them in the future uh, yeah. movies though. But uh, that is our coverage of, of fast, fast and furious. And furious 2009, sometimes known as fast and furious four, but not officially. Um, well, Bran, I've got two questions for you if you um, are willing to answer. I'll decide once I hear what they are, if I feel comfortable answering them. Okay. Um, First one, would you watch this movie again? Yeah, I would. I would like I would watch it with you. I would like to watch it with yeah. you again. I don't think I'd watch it on Me my too. own. But yeah. Yeah. For sure. This was a fun this was a fun one. I mean, I always have it was fun, fun. With these, but this one was a fun one. Yeah, this um, was a fun one. Okay. And my second question for you is do you have a movie for me to watch next week? Yeah. And I've actually been like, I've got so many movies swirling around in my head always wow. for you. And then I have to like pick one. Yeah, I know. 
But I decided this is one that I've been like wrestling with for a while, but I'm going to go ahead and just go for it. We are going to watch. uh, We're going to watch 1992's Under Siege. I don't even know who's in that. I think I want to say like Robert Redford. Is that right? No, 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 not okay. at all. He Robert Redford wishes Academy Award winning, decorated and respected. Oh wait, is this a um, cinematic legend? A Steven Seagal flick? You betcha. <gasps> oh yeah, I've definitely never seen this. I'm so excited. I can't wait. We need to bring um we need to bring Steven Seagal into the MWM universe, Fold. and I, mm-hmm. this felt like an apt sort of moment to do so i can't wait well that's gonna be amazing um well thank you bran for talking about fast and furious with me i've really enjoyed it um i hope you had a good time too absolutely and thank you listeners we hope you made it to the end um we always hope that um but um and we hope that you enjoyed our conversation. We hope you watch the movie. It's a good one. It's super fun. It's on Netflix right now. Who knows when you'll be listening to this, but you know, you can find it on the internet. Um, at the time of recording, it was on Netflix. The, though, the time of recording is on Netflix, but you could be listening to this. I don't know in two years. Um, anyways, we love you and we appreciate you. And we hope you, um, keep up with us during the week you can find us on social media at movies we missed on instagram and facebook and also the threads app which obviously we're incredibly active on so make sure you keep an eye on that um and we cannot fucking wait to see you next week for steven seagal's debut on mwm with 1992's under siege